0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about money. In fact, we're going to be talking about how to earn more and keep more and not be a douchebag in the process. So if talking about money makes you feel a little bit uneasy, then I used to feel that way too. I'm going to share in this episode some of the big breakthroughs that I've had, one big one I had about eight years ago, and some of the recent learnings that I've had in the last, maybe even the last two months, that have really helped me change my perception all about money. Now, I don't know where I got my uh, belief system in around money. I think many of these things kind of come to us when we're young. I grew up for a long time with a single mum. She had a job, but we always struggled. Were for money. I don't remember kind of missing out on a lot, but I was always really clear that money was really hard to come by. In my later years, when I ended up kind of living with my dad and my beautiful stepmom, they bought a business and it went almost bankrupt, which again reinforced that money was really hard to come by as well. And I bought into the concepts somewhere along the line that people who had money somehow I thought that they manipulated people uh, that only really kind of, uh, you know, Crooked people ended up with money. And that idea of, I wonder if you've had this too, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. So I had all these kind of wacky belief systems, which probably were what underpinned why I always found it really difficult to hold on to money. There were times I earned a lot of money when my practice was very busy, but my lifestyle always kind of matched what my income was. So there was not always a lot left at the end of the week, month, year, whatever it was. It wasn't until I was doing a program about eight years ago, it was called Lifebook, brilliant program. It's a life planning program where John Butcher, the developer of the program, he really breaks life down into, I think it was 12 categories. Now, one of the categories he talks a lot about is money and finances. And John goes right back into where the concept of money came from. You know, he talks about this idea that once upon a time, you had some chickens, I had a cow, I wanted a couple of your chickens and I swapped you for a cow. This worked really great, except for when the time came that I wanted a couple of your chickens and you didn't need an extra cow, but you needed some timber. So then I had to swap my cow for Steph. She had the timber and it got really complicated. So instead, what we did is we invented these little coins to begin with, they were kind of little clay uh, tablet type sort of things there too. And they they had stored value inside them. We kind of all agreed that really what money was, was stored value. So that's the first thing I realized. Now, maybe I'm slow to realize all this thing. The second thing that John really taught me is this. If you want to earn more money, all you need to do is deliver more value to the world. And he said, you can go about it in one of two different ways, Angus. You can either deliver a lot of value to a small group of people. Maybe you uh, are going to uh, invent a new type of airplane. You're going to sell it for 50 or 60 million dollars, in which case you probably only need to sell four or five of them a year to have a huge impact. Or maybe what you're going to do is deliver a little bit of value to a lot of people. It's kind of what Bill Gates did. You know, when he got Microsoft on everybody's computer, it was not necessarily an exceptionally expensive product, but he had this on kind of almost every computer going around for a while. That's what, in part, made him they one of the most uh, wealthy people in the world. Now us as practitioners, we kind of sit more towards that end. You know, we're not offering uh, billion dollar products. Many of our products don't even cost thousands of dollars, you know, an adjustment might be anywhere between 40 and maybe 100 bucks. If you're a you know, naturopath or TCM practitioner, maybe your consultations are anywhere between 50 and 200 bucks there too. But in essence, what we're tending to do is offering small amounts of value to larger people. So here's some key points I want you to realize so far, we're going on a journey here, is that all that stands between you and earning more income, having more wealth, getting more money, is you delivering more value to the people in your community, to your customers. And so therefore, all you need to decide is how much value am I going to deliver? A little bits of value to lots of people or a lot of value to a few people. Now, either is okay. They're both really great strategies there too. Now, I realized this but there was only a key distinction that I learned just recently. And I learned this from my coach, Brooke Castillo. Now, Brooke has a podcast called, I think it's the Life Coach School. I've talked about Brooke beforehand. She's amazing. I've never heard anybody speak with such clarity and lightness in around money than Brooke. Um, She's an extraordinary business. She's on her way to earning, her goal is $100 million. And she just talks about money in a totally non-douchey way. I love it. It's been very helpful for me as well. Here's the distinction that Brooke really taught me. When it comes to value, See, many of us as practitioners really highly value the care that we give to people. We've seen it change people's lives. And so therefore we value health really highly. So therefore we think that our community should value it really highly also. And we get confused when they don't come to us in the droves. When it comes to deciding value, you are not the one that decides it, your customers are. So if your customers don't see what you offer as valuable, you seeing it as valuable is totally irrelevant. So value is one of those things that's very subjective. Let me give you an example. What's more valuable, a hundred dollar note or a liter of water? Now you might be quick to jump to think that the hundred dollar note is more valuable and it might be in some situations, but if you were in the middle of a desert and uh, you happen to be incredibly thirsty, then that liter of water is gonna be infinitely more valuable than the hundred dollars is. So value is very subjective which means there are things that we can do to increase the perceived value. I'm going to talk to you about six of those things in a moment here as well. So I want you to get your head around these concepts, okay? Money and getting more money just means me delivering more value. Me delivering more value to my community, first of all, is not really about what I think is valuable. It's about what my community thinks is valuable. So you've got to be really good at understanding what they want. And then you've got to understand this concept of perceived value. So... Let's talk about six ways that you could increase the perceived value of the care that you deliver. Chiropractor, naturopath, Chinese med practitioner, any kind of health practitioner, any of these things will help you increase the perceived value. The first one is this concept of specialization or authority or expert positioning. Think of it. How much is a standard consultation at your general practitioner? You know, your standard medical doctor. Maybe it's anywhere between... Fifty and eighty bucks, what it is here in Australia. But if I go to a brain surgeon, you know, it immediately becomes anywhere between five and six hundred dollars. It goes up almost tenfold, and it does that because of this law of specialization. We value specialists more than we value generalists. So therefore, if you want to increase the perceived value of your care, one of the way that you would do that is start to position yourself as a specialist. Now, the easiest way to position yourself as a specialist is to narrow your focus. Maybe you can start to position yourself as the fertility expert. So if you're a naturopath, you get great results with people who have fertility issues. You should start to really focus on that. If you're a chiropractor, you do great results with headaches, posture, digestive problems, you name it. I was chatting to a chiropractor, one of my coaching clients yesterday, who does this extraordinary work with fertility. He gets amazing results with couples who've tried everything until they come to him, he has some really wacky chiropractic techniques. He does some blood work, gets all that cleared up, gets extraordinary results. He's seen in his community as a specialist, gets all these great results. And as a result of that, he can charge more for it too. So thing number one that you can do if you want to increase the perceived value of your care, therefore deliver more value to your community, is think about specialist positioning. Second thing that you can do is improve customer experience. So this, in its simplest, could be just about the environment. Think of this for an example let's just say that you're at a michelin hat restaurant fancy fancy restaurant eating this beautiful beautiful food but just before you got in there they had a break in one of the sewage pipes and not only did the place smell of raw sewage but it was literally running across the floor even though the food might be stunning the service might be stunning because of the smell and the visuals of the environment it's going to definitely decrease the perceived value of that meal. Now hopefully you don't have raw sewage running through your practice. But when was the last time that you painted the walls? You know, could you do something like offer everybody free coffee. Now the free coffee might cost you 3 bucks per person, but maybe you add an extra 10 bucks onto your bill. In which case, you know, the $7 up, we can add lovely little add-ons to our services. We can create our environment so it looks like a five-star environment that means that we can charge a lot more. Without it having to cost us a lot more to deliver. The third way that you can increase the perceived value of your care, this one I find really, really interesting, is simply by raising your fees. By charging more, in many times what it does, many cases, it increases the perceived value. Let me tell you about a study that came out of Stanford over in the States where they were getting people to drink wine. It was a $5 bottle of wine and they told the subjects that it was a $5 bottle. And then they also told them it was a $45 bottle. And they did two things. They were looking at their brains. They had some kind of EEG that they were looking at. And then they were also telling them, you know, how much did you like the taste of it? Which one did you think was better? Not surprisingly, Those people, even the experts, this is what was interesting, even the wine experts said that the $45 bottle of wine was better, more enjoyable, tasted better, all those kind of things, even though it was the same wine in both of them. But here's what's wild. Not only did their subjective experience of the wine improve with the increased cost, when they looked at actually what their brain was doing, the enjoyment centers in their brain were way more active, way more firing in the $45 bottle of wine than they were in the $5. When we raise our prices, People experience more joy, they experience more value. In a recent podcast, I talked about that you should be just increasing your prices. Now interesting, I'm reading a book at the moment, Procter & Gamble were testing um, some of the different household cleaning products, and they found that as they started to decrease the price, there was a time when they decreased the price that less people actually bought it. They didn't see value in it, so they didn't think therefore that it could work, that there was a sweet spot where they actually raised the price up enough and still people, you know, they kept on going. So I think it was from $12 to $15. More people bought it at $15 than did at $12. So if you want to improve and increase the perceived value of your care, then you can't be charging bottom dollar fees, okay? When we see things as cheap, uh, we expect the value of them to be cheap also. So, in essence, raise your prices, gang, as well. Okay, the fourth thing you can do to improve and increase the perceived value of your care is social proof. At its simplest, that might look like a testimonial if you can do that. But if you can't do testimonials, we can't do testimonials here in Australia. Maybe you look after some famous people, maybe you look after some athletes. I know there's been times I've been in specialist uh, offices. And across their walls, they might have photographs with them with uh, maybe celebrities, athletes. And it really does subconsciously increase the perceived value of the care. So if you look after famous people, have your photo taken with them, stick that up on the wall there too. These type of concepts of social proof really increases the perceived value. Now, we see this all the time. No one wants to go to a restaurant that's empty. We always want to go to a restaurant that's got a queue out of it. We follow what other people do. And when we see other people doing it, we think that that's a safe decision for us to do it too. So social proof, testimonials, photos with celebs, those kind of things are a great way to increase the perceived value of your care. Be sure in all your communications, whether it be your websites, the videos that you're making, the blog posts that you're writing, podcasts maybe that you're doing, that you're communicating to people's emotions, not just their logic. Emotions is where people are making decisions, are from where people are making decisions there too. And when we're able to communicate with people's emotions and connect with them, it increases the perceived value of what we're actually offering. If you're one of those fertility experts that we're talking about before, Instead of just giving people the logical reason to come and see you, which is they will therefore end up with a baby, we want to talk about the emotional reasons. We want to get them to dive in and imagine what life might be like in the future, taking the kids along to Disneyland, what it might be like to wake up on Mother's Day or Father's Day and have that child come into you with the plate of your breakfast, your warm toast, all those kind of things there too. When we communicate with the emotional side of things, it massively increases the perceived value final thing I want you to think about if you're wanting to increase the perceived value in your care if you want to increase the value that you're delivering to your community is decreasing risk we see this in the time with a money back guarantee so at my practice for instance we have a six week uh, money back guarantee which means if any time in the first six weeks if you're not happy with your care let us know we'll give you money back without any questions asked um, now, I, I think somebody has taken me up on this. I can't actually remember it, though, but I feel like there might have been one person that's done this in the last decade since I've had it there as well. But it's a risk reversal. When somebody feels like they're about to outlay a bunch of money, if there's very little or no risk there for them, they're much, lower likely, much more likely to take step, steps forwards. So decreasing risk is a great way to increase the perceived value of your care. So let's summarise all this. Money... It's just value. If you want more money, then give more value to your community and to your customers. But remember this, you're not the one that gets to decide what's valuable, your customers do. If you're wanting to improve and increase the perceived value that you're delivering to your community, think about things like specialization, expert, authority, positioning. We do that by narrowing our focus. Improve the customer experience. What can you do to make it nice inside your practice? Can you add things on? Does your place just need a clean up? Raise your prices, okay? Remember, when we lift our prices, we increase the perceived value. Remember the wine story I told you about too. Social proof, testimonials, or photos with you and your famous patients is a great and easy way to do that as well. Communicate in emotions, not in logic. And finally, see if you can decrease risk. Now, you might not want to implement all six of these. Some of the overachievers amongst you guys out there will get started on this. But maybe there's one of these that you can get started on tomorrow. Gang, this will help you improve and increase the perceived value in your community, which will help you earn more money. When you have more money, it won't solve all of your problems, but it does increase the impact that you can have and the influence that you can have as well. Now, that's a money chat. Hope you feel really good about it. Wasn't too icky at all, was it? Hope not. Anyway, gang, until next time, thanks for all that you do. Keep saving lives. See you back here real soon. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.